This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, a, it's been a dark season. It's about to get even darker with, you know what, coming up. Spooky time. Spooky time. Big time spooky time. And the world is a dark place. The world is a dark place we should hate and be disgusted by all the time. And we're the only ones doing things right. And our treasure is in heaven. And it'll be good when we die. And it's bad that we're alive. And um, we're just going to have to rest in that for the next couple weeks. And really trust in that place that we're going to go to one day. Post-death which is why we're not afraid of these viruses that they tell us are real, these diseases they say are actually happening. Because even if they are, even if they're not, doesn't matter because I got a kingdom way up there. A house that my father is preparing for me. Is that what he's doing? That's right. He's preparing the house. Like he like works in the house basically. Cleaning, dusting. He does it all. Organizing. And so we just want to rest on that. And we want to pray against the spirits of darkness right now. Um, and maybe pray for a spirit of, of frivolity, of joy, of mirth, of comedy, of, of a Christian sort. So we'll go around the room and pray as we feel led. Caroline, we'll start with you. And if anyone else feels mm-hmm. led to speak, and then I'll close out. I feel led and called to lift up my Halloween. May it be awesome. May it be fun. May it be scary, but not so scary that I have a hard time falling asleep without holding my husband's hand until I'm unconscious. Is that real? And I pray that my Halloween will be awesome, despite the fact that I have made no effort to create plans, get a costume, um, seek out any sort of situation, um, because I trust God. And I know that God is going to just drop something really cool Mm. just in time. We do pray. We pray for that. We pray for cleverness when the time comes for the Lord to strike inspiration for Caroline's (laughs) costume, whatever that may be. Something like Martin Luther, King, Henry VIII Jr. or something. It's like a mashup of all these different things. Like, I have a dream to rule England. I actually have a a word, a prophecy of a Halloween costume for anybody out there that needs one that I would have done this, but I don't want to spend any more money Mm. because I'm going to Vegas pretty soon and I'm just saving my coins for that. But if there are some, I know that I'm hearing a name, someone out there named Mike. Mike, I have your costume. It's Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando from The Godfather mixed with Marlon the dad from Finding Nemo. <laughs> so it's the fish plus the Godfather costume, w- Marlon Brando. And what's the portmanteau for it? Marlon Brando. Marlon. Marlon. Marlon Brando. Brando. Great. Okay. 
I just felt that. I felt that on my spirit. Mm. Um, I hope, Mike, whoever you are out there, you're welcome. Debo, I just want to protect you. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like Something that. Something along those lines. I yeah, mean, you're also inspired. So we pray for that. We pray for Mike that he makes the right choice and the right decisions for his, his spooky time. Um, I'm feeling led by God that mm. Halloween plans will come to me this year, mm. that I won't have to seek them out, that yes. I will be led to them. Mm. And I will traverse the city of Los Angeles <laughs> without fear of spooky ghosts or goblins. Or fear of being left out. Or of missing out, out, I should say. <laughs> yeah. FOLO. <laughs> or FOMO. Nothing scarier. Mm. Yeah. We pray for that. We pray for Halloween to come to us. Yes. And then to transform those dark satanic events into gospel glorifying, honoring sort of moments to witness parties yeah an opportunity every day is an opportunity every conversation you have you talking to the barista at your local coffee shop you talking to the cashier at your grocery store you talking to i guess exclusively service people and frontline workers no friends just no friends just service people those are your opportunities. The clerk at Spirit <laughs> Halloween store. That's right. And, and you're no gonna, one needs more God than the people. You're gonna need to talk to them Halloween about the story. Lord. I they tell you that need much. It. I tell you that. They are much. asking for deliverance. So God, we <laughs> lift up the workers of Spirit Halloween store <laughs> to you today. We pray that they have resilience, mm. that they have protection against the demonic machinery in there. And the the demonic force of procrastination, which means a lot of people are going to come in there last minute like, do you have a witch hat? I could use something like that. Yeah, We pray for that. And it's for your spirit that we lift up that spirit. Halloween store. Amen. And the tea is (laughs) hard. Consider the source. Hey. God, consider the source. It's me. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. <laughs> you know, that was kind of a phone in this week. I was like, oh no, they're not like Shrek. Yeah, donkey. was your heart in that? I don't know. You know, it's a sort of conundrum every week. Yeah. Like the Simpsons couch gag or something like that, that the opening of the show will be different every time. There'll be one variable and it's always our tag. But sometimes, (laughs) sometimes sometimes Inspirato eludes you a little bit. (laughs) Sometimes it's like a leaf on the wind and it blows right away. Well, that's something to pray for next week. Mm -hmm. I mean, speaking of Shrek, I could have put up the viral TikTok of... The Smash Mouth lead singer doing all that. Insane oh stuff. my God. You saw that? Oh my gosh. Yes. And for those that may not know, he's no longer with the band, but uh, oh, the, ge- the gentleman whose name I forget right now, the lead singer of Smash Mouth, a, a woman Mr. on TikTok, Smash. Mr. Smash himself, the <laughs> eponymous Mr. Smash. He did a show in which he threatened to kill people at the show, did a Nazi salute, was swearing. He said, Just sort of staring at the ground through mm-hmm. a song that he should have been singing. <laughs> Shut up. I'm the lead singer. This is about yeah. me things of that nature. Anyway, he's probably unwell, and so he's parted ways with the band. And mm. uh, and we wish him the best, honestly. <laughs> and peace to all involved <laughs> in the situation, no matter what. Peace and love to all and involved. The, yeah, and blessings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good Christian Fun is a podcast where we talk about Christian 
pop culture, the music and the movies and their entertainment made for and made by Christians, but we're not here to make fun of you. We're not here to make you go to church. No, 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 no. We're not going to church ourselves. I haven't been in, nay, many months. Well, I did for one thing a couple weeks ago. It was a really bad interaction I had with someone there, actually. So I probably You went for that? No. Or you went for like a occasion? It was late, and they were like cleaning up what had already been a service. And then (laughs) Ah. I just had a conversation that went south real quick with some... Anyway. Oh, damn. That never happens at church. I know. I felt weird. (laughs) A person in church made me feel weird. Strange. A a unique experience (laughs) in the history of time. time for everything in everyone's life. Uh, We're just here to have fun, and we're here to laugh. We're here to... Talk about comedy and to do comedy, not just talk about it, but to do it as well. Spooks and bits. And it's spooks and bits. And we are talking about one of the main inspirations for our podcast <laughs> and for our lives, a gentleman named yeah. Tim Hawkins. Tim Hawkins, a stand-up. A fellow Christian comedian. A fellow. God. <laughs> <laughs> Way back when there was news coverage of uh, on the, the Ellen PBS thing and everything. News Hour. Yes, on the PBS Oh, no, no, no. It was. Wait, why were you called a Christian comedian? You were on the news hour for the church, and then you were also on the news hour for Ellen moments. Was I? Wait, right? I don't I don't think anyone's called me a Christian comedian like for real. I think someone put that in an Instagram caption. There, yes, I'm there was somewhere in press coverage it was like Kevin T. Porter, Christian comedian, uh, Maybe you know, Ellen talks about whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's She'll a little Christian. Put you comedian. Down. Um, but anyway, I, I never forget it. And I like to remind Kevin. We'll never forget it. And by the way, Little Ellen, streaming on HBO Max now. Little Ellen is an no. animated series that is about Ellen DeGeneres as a bullying. young girl. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I watched three minutes of it. There's no Ellen in it other than the haircut. Like, she doesn't dance. Huh. She's not gay because she's like four or whatever in the show. At no. least in the... Yeah. Can't be gay then. Well, I'm saying like they didn't show a child <laughs> being like... being actively gay. <laughs> yeah, like show her being gay. <laughs> like, let's well, see it. So your notes are more gay stuff. <laughs> more dancing. More dancing. <laughs> more Ellen. <laughs> more Ellen. Like they could have introduced like little Portia on the playground, something like that. It would have been good. Oh my it God. could have. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's felt like a lazy missed opportunity. Yeah. So that's my note for little Ellen. <laughs> Oh boy, I got more notes, but I got a note of introduction for our very special guest today. Friends and folks, he's a cool cat. He's a comedian and a podcaster himself. You can check out his podcast, The Reactivators. Give it the hell up for Nick Nick Costanza! Oh, I'm jamming to this song right now. What's the thing you never want to hear again about your name? Um, so we can avoid saying it. I feel like a lot of people are named Nick right now. It's kind of driving me crazy. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's my man. Just the Nick part where it's like, oh, another Nick. Look at all okay, the Nick great. jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, just in the U of time, right? <laughs> Did you ever watch The U with Clive Owen on Stars or whatever it's called? For the listener not in the know, my last name is actually the last name of a famous TV character. Frank Costanza. Frank Costanza. Yeah, yeah, the famous TV character, his father. There should Frank be Costanza. Little Seinfeld. Little All the Se- Seinfeld characters as babies. Yeah, and Jerry Seinfeld could date like a zygote, I guess. <laughs> uh, as long as Kevin knows he's straight. Oh, no. Yeah, I want to see him doing straight stuff <laughs> on Little Seinfeld. If you're gay, look gay. If you're straight, do straight. Yeah, that's all I ask. Uh, that is a story I just... Boy, not long pre-pandemic, I uh, went to this show at the Largo Comedy Theater in Los Angeles. 
Uh, it was uh, improvised Shakespeare. Yes. And Jason Alexander, George Costanza himself, was the guest. Oh, my God. How did he do? Great. He, he did do good. You know, his his improv is fine, but his Shakespeare knowledge is amazing. He's no. good. He's oh like gosh. a real, like, bred so in cool. the, died in the wool, like, theater stage guy. Yeah. Which I think is what makes his performance on the sitcom so good. Yeah. She but, was... Loves Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our <laughs> friend Greg Hess uh, is in that show a lot, or is oh, one yeah. of the main cast members of that. So very funny. Want to ask him about that? Huh. Uh, we stuck around after the show, my friend and I, and uh, he came out uh, as comedians are want to do. They sort of mill around for a little bit. <laughs> she dragged me over to him and was like, "Hey, yes. this is my friend. His name's Costanza." <laughs> And he was like, well, this is a first-time experience for me. This is like having a negative conversation at a church. This is so unique for me. I could see in his eyes going through the Rolodex of what response do I give to this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One of his times. like dozen he probably has on hand oh at this point. But all he said was, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, that's really good. good. That's a good one if that's, if that's the, your lot in life. I, I was also sorry to have had someone <laughs> I'm sorry bring it up. talking to you. <laughs> me too. Uh-huh. Wait, I have a Costanza story, I have, or excuse me, a Jason Alexander story. I do too. You do? Yeah. I saw him outside of a Broadway theater, and I said I, <laughs> I was like 14 at the time. <laughs> and instead of giving him Seinfeld, I'm like, well, he gets Seinfeld all the time. How oh can I yeah. Mix this up. I must have been 16, uh, 16 or 17, and I said, hey, I really like that. <laughs> Question, really, when you were talking, was it through the harmonica that you kept running? Hey, no, that was pre, no, it wasn't your pre years? actually, no. <laughs> but I said, I really like that duet what? you did with Kristen Chenoweth on her album. And he said, oh, thanks. <laughs> Maybe too deep a pull. On her album? Yeah, yeah it's like, like, I don't even remember that. He probably that. forgot about it. I don't know, at that point, it was like four very years cool. ago or something. Very yeah, cool. it was very cool. I did that to Ricky Ullman, who was the star mm. of... Uh, Wait, Phil of the, the future. future. Yes, yeah. I I'd, I had just seen him in a play mm-hmm. for some reason, and then I told him I like you in this play, <laughs> and it was like, all right. <laughs> uh, Ricky Ullman. Um, I'm not as familiar with him. Ricky Ullman. Now I'm looking him up. Okay. I go to an auto shop in Hollywood, and they have lots of celebrity pictures, mm-hmm. and his is the most prominently displayed. Ricky Ullman. <laughs> Ricky Ullman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a picture of Phil of the Future with his. We have to put so Ricky famous. up. Ricky's going to yeah. bring in the cars. He's going to do numbers for us. only. <laughs> um, when I saw Jason Alexander, it was after a play. Um, that he was just there as an audience member as well, front row, of course. He's, okay. he's got some money, I guess. <laughs> and uh, my mom, I was there with my mom and my sister, and my mom begged me and my sisters to go talk to him. We were very reluctant to do this. Because it's her number one celebrity crush. <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't even watch Seinfeld, so I didn't like know a lot. I mean, I knew, I You've recognized seen it now, him. now, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. I'm like the big fan. This would have meant so much more to me now mm-hmm. if I'd met him, but... We so me and my sister, who's a little older than I, and we were like, okay, we're gonna do it. And so we got all the courage to get up to him, and then hadn't like thought of what we were going to say by the time we did get to him. Oh, no. We spent all of our mental energy on that, so we both were just like, "Hi," and he was like, "Hello," and <laughs> we just blurted out, "We're sisters," <laughs> and he was like. I see that. Very cool. <laughs> and they were like, okay, well, thank you so much. You're awesome. See you later. You're awesome. And that was it. Yeah. Oof. 
I know. Man, not even a we're Kristen Chenoweth duet compliment. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that you were related. Yeah. Well, at least you didn't ask for a picture or a selfie or, or mm-hmm. an autograph. That's good. It wasn't like in a probably a super taxing experience. I should on have. Him. And he there's no way in hell if you asked him about it today, he'd remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's oh, what's yeah, nice that's too. The, that is the blessing. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind he of redemption of He probably won't forget you, Costanza. I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nick, we would love to hear your history. We've been talking about TV history. We'd love to hear your faith history, though. Oh, wow. Your G-O-D history, not your TV history. Uh, Well, I certainly have that. I was raised Lutheran. Okay. My mother was uh, Presbyterian. My father is Catholic. Wow. They they met in the middle. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah, that is meeting in the The middle, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, So I'm a half-calf. Half calf. Half calf. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of a dozen he's got on hand, he's got half calf on hand. Oh my gosh, that's great. Uh, I, was that truly a compromise they decided to come to? Like, this is sort of enough of both. It seemed to be that they wanted to take me to a church and neither of them really cared what denomination. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> uh, my dad, I don't know if he'd even consider himself Catholic at this point. He... We've been to Mass when I visit his family in New Jersey. He's Italian-American from there. And my mother, you know, she she church-topped a little bit, but I think she feels a Presbyterian calling. Mm -hmm. But I definitely feel Lutheran, I guess. Um, I don't know what that means exactly, but Mm. those, those were the teachings that came to me. And so I grew up in this town in Washington State outside of Seattle, and uh, church was a big part of my life for a long time. When I didn't have friends in middle school, that was definitely where I turned to. Uh, and youth group from, I would say, 7th to even 10th grade was a, almost every week experience for wow. me. I love to go. But before that, I got into going to church through other kinds of social activities. They put on plays every year. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I love a good like, church But play. they put on, like, actual plays, like Neil Labute, <laughs> Neil Simon, and <laughs> Tennessee down. Williams. It wasn't Christian <laughs> plays. It was like a streetcar named Design. Do you remember any plays you were in? Some of them were not Christian at all. Really? Yeah, we had um, – there's a sort of a small theater community – don't don't roast me online for saying small. Small compared to Los Angeles and Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> and uh, the theater community people would come to the church, and some of them didn't start out as churchgoers and gradually became it, but they would put on shows to attract people to visit. And um, when I was in fourth grade, I was Peter Pan in <gasps> a Peter Pan. You line. were Peter Pan? I was Peter Damn. Pan. But there was a line at the beginning that said, I can fly because of God. <laughs> it's just like a quick line of exposition. Uh, if you clap, God is real. Everybody clap yeah. right now. Fairies, Wait, did that happen? AKA no, angels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Same thing. The, there was another wrinkle to it, actually. As, as I got older, the plays became more you know, as you know them. So in sixth grade, I was Winthrop in The Music Man. That was just, that's the the little boy with the lisp. Oh, yeah. Um, that was just The Music Man. There was no embellishment. <laughs> but Peter Pan and Wizard of Oz and Snow White and a couple others, two aspiring Christian comedians oh. revised these plays and put a bunch of jokes in. and But like clean jokes. 
mostly (laughs) there were not clean jokes i remember a joke at the beginning of the peter pan play that i didn't get at the time that my parents hated that they were making fun of san francisco lesbians it was something about fairies i i don't know if that's offensive to say oh my gosh yeah (laughs) that makes sense they didn't hate it because they're homophobic people. They were just like, this is not belonging in this church play. And kids are saying these lies. Oh, yeah, kids are yeah. saying it. Too. It's yeah. hilarious, but I don't want my five-year-old to say it. <laughs> yeah. He's not delivering it right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny when he's <laughs> laugh. And it wasn't, give that line to me, I could have crushed. <laughs> I know, that's what we're finding out. Oh, like, my God. That's bizarre. Yeah, so that that was Christian my... comedian. I, I don't think... This is okay. I know this person by association. I don't think mm-hmm. we have to edit this out. But no, okay. And I if we do, let, let me know. We can take care of it. When I was in third grade, my first play was The Wizard of Oz. And I was in, I was one of the members of the Lollipop Guild with a guy named Nathan Means and a guy named Nathan Gamble, who went on to be in several movies. Two years later, I had got cast in a small role for a church play, and he had just booked the movie Babel with Brad Pitt. Dang. Oh, yeah. He was a little boy in that. Oh, my gosh. He went on to be Jim Gordon's son in The Dark Knight, who gets cat- kidnapped by Harvey Dent at mm-hmm. the end. He was in Dolphin Tale. Dolphin Tale. Uh, I just, I was a little theater uh, church nerd living in his shadow. Yeah. Oh, man. man, how deep was the envy? Um, I'd be green. When you went to the multiplex and I'd you be, saw I'd him. be looking like Kermit. <laughs> whoa, 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 that's, that's some strong envious. language. I know, yeah. I wasn't envious because of social status in the community I knew. So when we were at church and he would visit from his movie set coming off a role with Dakota Fanning, oh he looked God. up to me as someone who was older than him. Oh, and I was I felt like, oh, okay, this is the balance, you know? <laughs> In church, <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> That's beautiful. Out there, you may be something, but in here, you're nothing. <laughs> I'm the king. <laughs> uh, I was like Tim. I, we, I've seen him a couple times, even in the last year. He's a very nice boy. That's oh, great. Good, good, good. good. Is nice he still man. playing little boys? <laughs> cool. yeah, playing someone's son. Yeah, you can catch him in captured. Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> uh, he would fit that part better than Ben Platt. Well, <laughs> sorry, I'm, hot take. The list goes on. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, at this point, it's quite a frosty take <laughs> to say it might have been miscast. Have <laughs> you seen this guy? It looks uh, kind of old. <laughs> a little old. He went to the beach that makes you old. Okay, so you were doing that. You were involved yes. in the extracurriculars, things like plays and whatnot. And it was probably a big sphere of social belonging and engagement in your friends. It was, and it became magnified over time. My friend, um, my best friend growing up, Jack, he and I were this collective at church. And we went to, we always went to the same school together. We went to church together and we'd show up and people would say, Nick and Jack, like he was one word. Mm -hmm. Um, And during middle school, he, he was getting more friends than me at the time. I was, it was very friendless for most of middle school. And uh, we would go to church together and, just started to get into it. We started to go. We went to service on Sunday, and then we'd stick around for the Sunday school after, and we would go to um, youth group every Wednesday night. But when we went, this this timing coincided around the beginning of Obama was going to start running for president. Mm-hmm. 
and and everyone was looking. What does Nick and Jack have to say? <laughs> What's their about Nick? Yeah. To the what contrary, they? <laughs> they found out what we had to say very quickly and hated us. Oh for no! It, which <laughs> because is because it was we liked Obama. Mm-hmm. We liked him. Um, my parents are humanitarian aid workers. And they have always traveled to other countries from when I was a young age and visited people in need and helped them. And they instilled in me this uh, need to take care of people. Mm -hmm. And I was so confused why my church didn't seem to share that in the same capacity. Mm -hmm. There were these mission trips, but what were the trips really for? Didn't, Didn't really feel like they were helping people all the time. And Jack was more vocal about it than I was. He's, he's something of a bullish person. and But I got into it too. And we would, we started as uh, time went on, we would spend our Sunday school lessons like debating with the youth pastor. Oh Hell yeah. That's uh, awesome. That is cool. Do you remember like with topics you guys would talk about with him? Um, I remember a guy at church I was like named Todd. He walked into the um, big communal youth group room one time, and he said something like, uh, boy, I don't know how you can be a Christian and not be a Democrat. Really weird thing for this adult to say uh, in the (laughs) church setting, but he got in a big fight with the youth pastor about it. Oh, my Uh, God. (laughs) And I, I... I was so confused. Like, of course, he's right. (laughs) I I, I Mm vocalized that. Um, (laughs) And uh, no, it it never won and we never changed any minds. And um, over time. They gerrymandered the youth group. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're redlining the youth group. These children stay on this side of the gymnasium. And then the Nick and Jack collective. That's right. (laughs) Those constituents have their own group. Uh, they can be is, meet in a cold closet. <laughs> this, is such, this is such a nice story in that it's like not embarrassing and fairly consistent with the person you are today. If Caroline and I were to revisit <laughs> that time of our lives in terms of our political engagement, it might have a the different king flavor. For life. <laughs> she screams. He was a war hero. <laughs> Maverick. I love Bush. Uh, um. Yeah. Very cool. It it was weird because I could have been like you too then, Mm -hmm. I think. And I don't know if it's a a nature versus nurture thing, but I'll say this. Growing up, my mother, um, hey, I'm a fan of my mom. (laughs) Oh, we got a regular (laughs) Rami on our hands, okay? (laughs) She's a journalist. Mm -hmm. And before she worked for this humanitarian aid company, she worked for TV News in Seattle and uh, TV News in Virginia and Texas before that. And uh, she inspired me to always ask questions. And I remember being young and going to church with this family. They had uh, a couple kids in the family I, I was peers with. We were friends and we went, I, it was just me and them for some reason. We went and sat together and we watched this service. And afterwards we were walking out and I said, so what did you think of the message? I thought that was interesting. And uh, my friend just said, oh, we don't talk about it. What? <laughs> we don't talk about it. Uh, and I, that rings in my mind so frequently now. We um, don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. What she was really saying is we don't think about it, I think. And that's what my feelings are on that church now, for the most part, with a couple exceptions. Your Todd's, um, 
couple others if I name them. It'll be easily traceable. <laughs> I've, I've never heard yeah. Todd as a name uplifted as a positive example <laughs> as any, of anything. As a Todd, Todd yourself. As a Todd. You're I always speak looking as a for Todd. positive Todd sure. models. Todd representation. Models, yes, of course. Yeah. And I always wanted to ask questions and sometimes I would ask questions where they would outright say, no, we, we can't talk mm-hmm. about that. I remember once floating the theory. So what if God is an alien and like, you know, he's this higher <laughs> being, but he's like a life form too. No, don't go there. <laughs> we don't do fanfic That'd for be, God. I know, here. God yeah. fanfic. <laughs> but theology is fanfic. Isn't it? Even all, like all the fucking systematic whatever in the doctrine books, it's like, you're doing a little Reddit fan theory it's on the Lost Season Four, thing you, could you be know? Doing. Yeah, yes, uh-huh. of course. So yeah. it, it's iterative by nature. <laughs> John Piper may seem like a cool guy, but he really he's a nerd. You he's know? a little Cheeto dust on his sweatpants, <laughs> crusty ass little <laughs> in the minutia. Oh, baby. So okay, so that was kind of how your faith function. Where like maybe maybe that moment where your friend said we don't talk about it, which that resonates with me. I would feel even in my twenties like. A sort of weird effect of when we would go to these services and then speak none of it, none at all afterwards. I was like, what do we, and then we wouldn't even talk about not talking about that. And then that drove me crazy, but I felt weird to bring it up, like a relationship or something. We were all just in there for two hours, you know? Yeah. So the last thing you wanted to do is like, let's recap. Yeah. (laughs) Usually that was something that would happen on like the night of Bible study. It's like, well, like Pastor Bubba said on Sunday, you know, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. But how how consistent was your faith going into college? You know what's interesting? It was pretty consistent. I think I didn't think about it too much, and maybe that helped me a little bit. But my story, you know, I'm a fan of this podcast, and I listen to it a lot, and a lot of people— Oh, thank you. Oh, That's so nice. I'm a fan of Caroline. Wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just kidding. Like hey, Todd. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, how the Todds have turned. <laughs> um. A lot of people come on here and they talk about feeling disheartened by the concept of God or faith. And I think that um, instead of me turning on God, I felt that the church turned away from me. And that that felt bad in a different way, where when I went to college after being a part of it for a long time, no one reached out to me ever and I talked to Jack, and we went to college, separate colleges, but hey, we're on Facebook Messenger. We have a group chat from our middle school boys. It still goes strong every day. Mm-hmm. And um, he and I have talked about this a lot too, but there were two big weddings that we didn't get invited to. Mm. One was a peer, one was a leader in the church who, I mean, we would go over to his place and play Call of Duty <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> a land party. Oh, mm. yeah. And, uh, I just felt um, I felt like they didn't want me. I felt mm, really bad. Yeah. And maybe uh, I I not maybe I was annoying <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Politics aside, we you have know. to own <laughs> the fact. Listen, I know what I looked like. I know back then. what I am. I understand how I came <laughs> off. Uh, but I saw uh, two people have reached out to me this year. And I don't know if it's the same kind of quarantine regret I was feeling where I sent a bunch of texts near the start of like, hey, we haven't reached out in a while. Are we I hope good? everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Are yeah, these yeah. like peers from church or like former pastors? Like yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, one 
pastor that Jack and I really looked up to who I haven't talked to since I stopped going. Um, is I don't know how to describe this person. He kind of is like uh, Guy Fieri mixed with Poochie from The Simpsons. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they already have similar aesthetics. Poochie is this one-off character that's a cool dog that gets added to Itchy <laughs> okay. and Scratchy. He's like, hey, I'm Poochie. I ride a skateboard. <laughs> okay, this guy sounds rad mm-hmm. as heck. Yeah, and so uh, that's... Uh, are we saving the airsoft connection for later? No, we can do. Yeah, let's talk about oh. it. Sure, because that's a part of my One history day too. We'll find it. The airsoft <laughs> connection. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Megan the Stallion. <laughs> that was a Katie Saint Ange tweet earlier this Apologies, week. Apologies, Nick. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I loved okay. It. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, so after youth group at my church went normal, I use that in air quotes, until a point where, you know, we do the normal youth group activities, your seasonal corn mazes, your your gift exchanges, or watching some Christian stand-ups act for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Good time. But then in high school, they split off the boys and girls into two different groups. And I don't know exactly what went on in the girls group. I believe there were weekly dinner parties of some kind or monthly, like big dress up parties. Guys went into another section of the church and played with airsoft rifles. Oh, wow. Do you know an airsoft rifle? For the listener, it's um, a toned down BB gun. Mm -hmm. It is an air pellet uh, that you shoot at someone and if it touches your skin, it leaves a mark and it really hurts. (laughs) And if you get one through the eye, it's... Good night. It's good night, night, night eye. You turn to Blofeld. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we used to use them to scare rabbits out of our yard. It's a great rabbit scaring gun. Sometimes maybe hurt the rabbit. I didn't like that. Yeah. I never participated. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the rabbit does a thread on Twitter <laughs> at Caroline's Farts. Gaslighting hurt me, and me harmed again. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I know I know we were on airsoft. Yeah. So my so my airsoft thing was not church related, it was just church guys related. Okay. Because mm. in circa two thousand three, it was the rage for whatever reason. Cause it was like a it was like paintball you could do anywhere and it was obviously non-lethal and it just kind of stung when you got hit by it oh. and i've told this story before but it led to the first and only time a cop has pointed a gun at me i didn't oh, tell this story yeah. right yeah oh so God. we're like we were playing around with them at a park at a public park but it was one in the and morning and they look like little real guns and they, they look do. like real guns yeah. they're not like neon it's not they don't look nerf. like a toy yeah so we were we went back to my friend's place through the streets in that suburb. So obviously one of the neighbors saw four men with guns <laughs> or four little boys. I mean, it was- Little was, did they know. I was a little boy. I was 13 <laughs> years old at the time. And it was these guys in their early 20s or late teens. And then two cop cars pulled up behind us and jumped out and pointed their guns at us and said, drop your weapons, Damn, hands in the oh air. My gosh. And we had to lay down on the, on the concrete. And I was handcuffed, as was another one of the guys. And they searched us and patted oh us gosh. down. And all the while, George... Officer, can you make these cuffs a little tighter? <laughs> no, I wasn't into it. No. Oh, no, I have another gun. I'm reaching for it. 
Hell no. That's not what happened. No. My, this face really could use a pressing in the oh ground. My God. No, it's not like that TikTok of a guy getting arrested. Now, the kicker to this story was that we were going back to my friend Jordan's place. And when we got back into Jordan's home after being questioned for like two hours, and it took till like two four hours. in the morning or something. It was ridiculous. Oh it was God. ridiculous. We get in, and it turns out his parents were watching the whole time, but they what? did not come out <laughs> at all. They're intervene? like, we just wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I know. They yeah, were like bystanders. Curb stopped by the police, and the parents would be like popping corn. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, Michael dang. Jackson gift. Oh, good grief. <laughs> okay, the last time oh, I Lord. tried to play basketball, I grew up with a basketball net outside mm-hmm. my house, um, but I lived on a hill, so I was always – Careful, like I know I'm gonna drop this basketball down the hill. <laughs> I went out as a, a late teenager and thought, I'm gonna get into this, I'm gonna get into basketball, I'm gonna have fun. Yeah. I started playing shoot and miss, rolls down this giant hill, goes all the way down my street, through a four-way intersection and into another oh cul-de-sac. My it was awful. That and sucks. I just felt beholden to this basketball. I think I had just bought. No ball gets left behind. I yes. understand. <laughs> I would just let it go at that point. I'd be like, that's, that's on God's plan now. It's not my business. So I walked all the way down the hill into this cul-de-sac. I noticed some kids playing outside. Um, it, that's it. I saw them out of the peripheral uh-huh. of my vision. I'm looking around my ball. I asked some guy on the street, like, hey, did you see a basketball come down here? <laughs> Pointed me in the wrong direction. There was nothing there. (laughs) And and I got upset and I left. And then a little later, maybe even 10 minutes, I was like, I'm not going to feel fulfilled until I get this basketball. Wow. So I went back into the cul-de-sac. The kids are gone. Someone's looking out the window. And as I turn to come back from an unfruitful search, a cop car pulls up with its lights on. What the hell? And they thought I was creeping on Casing these kids. Casing the joint? Oh, on the kids. <laughs> yeah, oh <my> God. <laughs> it was kid-related. And I thought I was going to get arrested. My grandparents just happened to pull up on the street. Oh, wow. And they had guns. And then they, <laughs> they had a little standoff. Air, <laughs> airsoft guns. Yeah. <laughs> but they were just, we uh, some fun. grandparents, of course. Cops just are, can be guns. cool. You know, they're just like us. New drop. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma was saying, oh, don't arrest me. <laughs> oh, I'd hate it. I'd hate it. It wouldn't be exciting Kicked after in the 40 shins. years of not being. Does that make you mad? Uh, that's the story of how I learned never to exercise. Um, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. It's an anti-exercise story. Basketball is a one. dangerous game. Uh-huh. So but wait, so you yes. guys are playing airsoft like just for fun with the boys at church. It was a church sanctioned activity. Dang. This was the. This was what boys was arming you all, like giving out guns. They love it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Nick, you get two. <laughs> <laughs> I had many. <laughs> I was in sure. Like Rambo out there. Uh, yeah, I, I guarantee the phrase soldiers of Christ was used. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so it was a program that all the boys wanted to get into. Jack and I are so excited for it. And it was the closest I ever got to bringing people into church was, hey, guys, we get to go shoot other people. You want a yeah, gun? Come work. to church. <laughs> that'll work. Uh, it was called Band of Brothers, uh, ripping off one property. And the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> the curriculum was based on the book Ender's Game. Uh, oh, sure. Written by that racist guy. Yeah. Orson um, Scott Oh, Card. so there was like lessons to go along with the shooting time? There was. Oh, so wow. this was either bi-monthly or, or once a month. I can't remember, but it was the big event and we would pull an all-nighter, basically. We would go 5 or 6 p.m. on a Friday and 
hunker down and we we all had squads there were four squads total amazing we would shoot each other a bunch and then we would meet for uh <laughs> dinner and some kind of sermon we might break off and play video games and then we'd go back to shooting each other a bunch if i were an army recruiter in your town i would have my sights set on this activity hardcore i would force my way in there Despite- let me speak <laughs> to Unfortunately, children. everyone who would, could be potentially enrolled in the army was in that town. <laughs> yeah. They had 100% eligible enrollment. <laughs> We're good. Uh, despite the fact that I wasn't even that into the the spirit of church culture at that time, that was the closest I would have been to a recruiter getting me successfully. I, <laughs> I even had one on the line for a while when I was in high school oh talking gosh. to me about the army. And uh, I was playing a lot of Call of Duty at the time, too. Oh, of course. Sure, sure, sure. I was there. COD, yeah, you know me. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> I was their dream, and uh, thankfully, I, I don't know what changed, but I escaped it. <laughs> you escaped that, but did you escape your faith as you grew older? Um, I think <sighs> mostly no. Um, I don't necessarily think... I have it in the same way I used to, but I I think I've been weirdly consistent overall, which is that I'm okay with embracing the more metaphorical side that most a lot of Christians don't want to talk about. The metaphor of like biblical like Bible as metaphorical literature, yes. allegory, things of that nature. Okay. In a way it helped um that, you know, knowing my dad was raised Catholic and being Lutheran, even hearing about, um, oh, what's it, the term trans? Substantiation. Transubstantiation. A term we did not use once while discussing Midnight Mass, a show literally about transubstantiation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, work on our vocab. The idea that the wine is the blood of Christ, literally, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. bread is the body. Um, in the Lutheran teaching, they're like, no, that's not true. And uh, I, I accepted that at the time. And then, you know, if if this, then what? Did mm-hmm. a, a couple things. But, um, you know, despite the fact that I haven't read the full Bible, um, I think I do have some kind of faith still. Um, and I wish I wasn't so embarrassed to say that. Uh, what makes you embarrassed now? Why is that embarrassing? I had a conversation... A couple years ago with my friend Ben Castle. Uh, I believe you know him. I know him. Ben. Yeah. And he's a, a great guy, former youth pastor himself. And he and I, he was the first person I met um, in LA who I got any sort of um, religious feelings from as a peer. Mm-hmm. And he and I were alone after an improv show one night and I just brought it up like, hey, you're kind of Christian, right? Can we can we talk about that a little bit? And we we had a conversation, and I I think I said something like, "Why did it take me so long to find this out about you?" And he said, um, "It's not cool." <laughs> <laughs> and he's right; <laughs> it's not cool to talk about. Um, I think part of my embarrassment from self labeling as Christian is that. Christians, especially in America, do really terrible things. They can be very selfish people, and um, they can outright hurt other people. And that's not something I have any interest in. So while 
my faith has not been shaken too much. I feel like I have no problem saying no when I see something wrong, turning away from the culture, if not the message. And that's kind of where I fall. Yeah, being able to disown things and claim what's righteous and shed what's, what's the thing? Eat the meat, chew out, spit out the bones. That's it. That sort That's of thing. Yeah. Applebee's. <laughs> eat the meat, chew out the bones. Only at Applebee's. <laughs> Wait, eat the meat, chew out the bones? Chew out the bones. Spit out the bones. Oh, a- Applebee's was a big... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bugs, bugs. <laughs> I love bugs. Chewing Wait, bones. Who said that? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I get that in the intensity of that bond. That's how our friend's Alyssa Sable and Jeremy Olson first hooked up with each other in that sense was because she made a reference to Michael W. Smith in an improv scene. <laughs> and he was like, what? Who is this person? And then that intensity of the bond in a community like this is probably what people in very red states and red communities feel when they're like, I think cops might be bad. You know, and they mm-hmm. like have to whisper it to each other when it feels like a little bit against the grain, one of the yeah. rare places that it is. Sort of against the grain, which is in L.A. comedy circles. <laughs> That's like, faith is freaking dumb. Nerdy. Yeah. yeah. But I will say, too, um, I've also been trying to open myself up more to other faiths, which is just a um, pretty flat-out blind spot for me. Mm-hmm. I kind of know what I know. I don't know much about it. But, um, you know, Buddhism has been very interesting to me lately. Um and uh, other ones. <laughs> Buddhism and all the rest. Branching out to one. <laughs> Buddhism. I like Buddha. I think that's a great place to start, though, too. You know, if you are, like, looking into other religions, Buddhism. Yeah. It seems like a nice one. You know, how yeah. many asshole Buddhists do you know? Richard Gere. Mm. Wow. Okay, wow. So oh. maybe look at some, maybe look a, at. Yeah, you might want to rethink that. Is um, <laughs> perhaps. I don't remember that because he guest starred on <laughs> The Simpsons and he taught Lisa Simpson about Buddhism. <laughs> this is like 15 uh-huh. years ago yeah. whenever it aired. But oh, so the like good a- good years. <laughs> uh, no, it was right at the beginning of the bad years, though, okay. which I have nostalgia for. It's like seeing it turn into what it is now before our eyes. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one though. Yeah. It's it's uh, I think it's good if you are drawn to philosophical thoughts about God, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. a good place to start for Do that. Do you still go to church? Are are you a church going person? I've never been a church in LA. I would be into it. It's an experience. Yeah. I'm, I got one for I'm you. It's this cool pastor. <laughs> and he's a little bit older. But he's got three names. When he yells, he sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and he preaches sometimes out of his own books, not even the Bible. It's called Mosaic Church off of La Brea. It's like <laughs> La Brea and Sunset, I want to say. And uh, Erwin Raphael McManus. That might be the guy for you. This sounds like an earnest endorsement. It's not. It does. <laughs> I went to Mosaic early in my tenure here. Um, oh, okay. And uh, I didn't go uh, to see it. I, I had heard, oh, this is a mega church um some questionable uh views and uh but my friend uh, a girl i was in an improv class with went to get baptized there and they have these giant baptisms where they have a huge tub 
outside on a section of Hollywood Boulevard. It's Super so deep, like nine feet deep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Can you <What>? imagine? <laughs> People were standing on the roof, diving in. <laughs> you have to keep like <laughs> treading water and the, the whole time. the goes all the way down with you and all the way up with you. Yeah. Oh you my gosh. You nearly drown every time. So you but, went that one time. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I went once and um, I felt creeped out. <laughs> oh, I think that's fair. Yeah. But that young woman's name? Eighty Bryant. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. Okay. So just to be clear, Eighty Bryant, Megan the Stallion, Ellen DeJitter. Yeah, yeah. And I, little all, portion. I feel like Eighty <laughs> Bryant would be the one that, where you'd be like, "Oh, that's surprising," but I could see it. Yeah. Or like Vanessa, I think she would also. Be Vanessa on. Bayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that too. Be a little Christian vibes. From mm-hmm. Her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we can. I guess we could talk about how. Half the cast of SNL is former GCF guests. Uh, yeah. There you go. James Austin Johnson. Look out, Shouts Nick. out. James yeah. the God. Adriana Robles. Adriana Robles, the, the cast, director but, from the, know, yeah. on the... On the staff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lauren, I'm waiting for my call. Lauren. Lauren's been on GCF as well. We Lauren, got him before yeah, no, we, everything. We recorded it years ago, but we don't feel like the time is right. <laughs> he said some pretty inflammatory to stuff. To put it out. I know. He he talked he talk shit about Marin finally. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't like him. So, oh boy. Well, he's still a Christian. He still identifies as a Christian. This is rare. I feel like it's like a fun, rare novelty on our yeah. show. Sorry. Yeah. Ca- no, why is it? You no. should be sorry. Yeah. Apologize for your <laughs> truly held beliefs. It's interesting. I think that uh, people who like were moderate, you know, even in the days that you were really into your faith, like that helps you transition into adulthood and keep a faith that remains moderate and like useful to you, you know, rather than an extremist version yeah, of whatever when you're really it was extreme that you grew as, up with. As like a teenager, yeah. like the most of us are. Yeah. Yeah. And being, you know, raised by people who are already of different like denominations and faiths opens your mind up to like, oh yeah, this isn't the only thing. So I'm allowed to kind of patch together what works for me. Yeah. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, it's definitely fair. I'm a, I'm a patchwork. Beautiful little quilt. <laughs> Not yet perfected, being stitched one day at a time. Yes. Work in progress. Uh, I love Ted Lasso. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, that's one yeah. of his lines, right? Oh, it, it feels like, like it. Well, no, here's the way. Have you watched Ted Lasso before? No, not at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Ted Lasso, uh, there's this joke structure they do on the show constantly, which is, uh, it's like a retroactive pun. So he'll say something like, uh, like, they'll be like, Coach, how many players should we send out? He'd be like, well, I guess call it, call it a, a Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen move from the 90s because it takes two or something like that. <laughs> it would be like a pun replied in retrospect where it's like, oh, yeah, I see that is the same thing that he's saying. It's Jeopardy in joke form. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, it kind of <laughs> is. It kind of is what is it takes two or whatever. The hell. I'm totally butchering it. Someone's going to – there's a more succinct way to put this, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, well, Nick, thanks for sharing your story so much, Thank man. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. And being so thanks open. For thanks for giving us a, you know, point blank air shot, airsoft shot to the head of truth. <laughs> but I avoided the eyes. You Ouch. did avoid the eyes, and that was very nice. I will see you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. 
Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Tim Hawkins, Tim Hawkins. Before we talk about Tim Hawkins, because there could have been a bunch of things that we could have talked about. What was like one of the more meaningful music artists for you growing up? Great question. Um, can I give you two? Two. Okay. No, you can only give <laughs> We're running out of time. Yeah, we okay. have to kill the other one. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to give you any. <laughs> <laughs> what were um, your big two? So I would say the one that hit me at at the right sweet spot was this band called Flyleaf. Have you heard of them? Flyleaf, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more alt rock. Yeah, heavy. Uh, uh, To me, it was heavy metal at the time. (laughs) I know that's not the case. but Caroline, get ready. (laughs) (laughs) This is your goth days. Yeah, so we're going to listen to their number one song, All Around Me, on Spotify. This is Flyleaf. Little Evanescence vibes. Nice. I know. Is she the lead singer on all the songs? Little yeah. Paramore. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So Flyleaf was big. Very cool. Can you pull up one called "I'm So Sick"? Oh, Ooh. oh, absolutely. Because this is what I kind of listen. And a young this Nick you. <laughs> listens to this in 2006. Getting ready to go shoot some hoops. Ready to go case some old people's houses. <laughs> Ready to share some moderate centrist Obama positivity. <laughs> oh yeah. Real nice. Yeah, so this song, I uh, this is not my style of music at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will say that. It's okay. So what but appealed? I'm not coming for you. What appealed was that <laughs> I got to meet them in person oh. through a family connection. A, a family friend took them on a humanitarian aid trip. They they were a Christian band. I, I don't know how Christian they identified as, but enough. And they went <laughs> on this trip to Africa and um, someone uh, wrongly told them that I like music uh, at all. So <laughs> they're like, Nick will want to meet them. So I went, I went to a concert and uh, we chatted and they were very nice and cordial with mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And so – I saw that they were on the Creation Fest lineup this year. And just, I think there was just this one album out. And I said, I'm going all in on Flyleaf. This is my band. <laughs> <laughs> this is who I am. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Creation Fest yes. at uh, the Gorge at George in okay. Washington State. Okay. Be their fan. And be their fan. Aww. And uh, memorize their songs and whatnot. <laughs> like, was the, you made a curriculum for yourself? <laughs> well, that song that I, just had you play mm-hmm. I'm so sick what I remember that song from is it was actually used in the movie Live Free or Die Hard no it's the song that 
Justin Long's edgy hacker listens to. No, it isn't. <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. I, I just so cool. I loved I, him in that movie. <laughs> he was he was very fun. Justin Long's great. Um I uh just looked up Live for Your Die Hard Flyleaf. That was how I pulled that song <laughs> awesome. up. And the first thing it said was Die Hard 4.0 hacker scene. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's the hacker music too. Is yeah. it like a Christian hard rock band? Very funny. That's adorable. It's 2006. <laughs> so I went to Creation Fest that year and they were the very first band that played. They were screaming. It was daytime. It was so loud. It was on the main stage. Daytime. And uh, <laughs> my my dreams to tell people how much I love them got blown up when I, I turned to my uh, my crush, my church crush. Okay. And I said, uh, hey, that was pretty good, huh? She was like, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I said, okay, my face is done. It lasted about yeah, six they, months. They suck. They're, they're my least favorite band. I met them, and they stank. <laughs> they were stinky little band members. <laughs> uh, oh, no. I always hated the aspect of church of having to stand up and sing uh, with the the group for the you know they they play the music the church rock band uh, this is I'm explaining this to, good morning let's stand that thing and they yes. tell you to do it which if one thing as an American I hate is being told what to do yeah whether it's stand up or get a life saving vaccine mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I did I hated it and I never wanted to sing out loud it was felt so embarrassing to me. Like, why Why is the spotlight on me right now? It's supposed to be on the, the guy who's talking at us. Um, and uh, so while from that perspective, church music didn't connect with me, you hear the same songs over and over. And whether it was some kind of Stockholm syndrome of, I like this now, I've heard it so much, <laughs> or what, at the end of that same Creation Fest trip, the very last act was Chris Tomlin, who his name's always on wow. those songs. He yeah. writes so many of them, at uh, least in my a- church. According to the Jesus Music, the most sung artist in the who's world ever lived, yeah. ever of all time. <laughs> and he went up on stage at night. It was pretty much just him. It was the closest I ever had to like a spiritual experience listening to music. It was so weird. Um, where. If you've never seen this venue, the Gorgia George, it looks like a painting. They have a giant stage, window-like stage, overlooking this valley in George what? Washington. Oh, my gosh. And as the day, um, the sun goes down, it it changes. It's like a moving painting. It's really amazing. Wow. It would be amazing to see anything there. Yeah. But him singing and everyone being aligned with each other in that moment, it just really mm-hmm. hit me like, wow, this is totally. Great. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Never uh, listen to him very on my own again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the way home. That's all gonna be okay. So we're looking at this in the room. So this is kind of the the setup. That's crazy. Yeah. Very beautiful. That is crazy. Very beautiful looking. It's yeah. very beautiful. That is a place you should listen to music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a year or two later they moved the venue to a corn maze. <laughs> Just, awesome. Uh, not a maze, a cornfield. <laughs> corn a, a maze makes less sense. Get to your seat if you dare. <laughs> Hello. <Find> <laughs> I'm looking for seat X on <laughs> row 10. And then Tim Hawkins, the stand-up. Where did that enter the picture for you? We watched Tim Hawkins, the stand-up, in, uh, on a Wednesday night in youth group. Um, my... Poochie Pastor was 
I love my Poochie pastures. <laughs> Poochie is also a, a designer, like a fashion designer. So when you no, say that's, that Caroline, as that's well, Gucci. I'm it's called Gucci. Thinking. It's not Poochie. It's not called. Poochie. It's Gucci. There's also Poochie. There's also Poochie. There truly gosh. is also oh. Poochie. Yeah. Oh, I knew <laughs> that. And it's like they're known for like these really beautiful like paisley patterns and everything. Oh. So I'm imagining also Guy Fieri plus like incredible ah. fashion. Yeah, incredible fashion, but still got sunglasses on the back of its head. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so this was just a random night we watched this, but I'd always had an interest in comedy, more stand-up at the time. For a while, I definitely thought, oh, that's the only kind of comedy that exists or that you can get paid for. <laughs> right. um, and But still, I saw this guy. And, and this I, was the video. This was night seeing him in person. It was the video. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. We watched probably the same YouTube video uh, I think we all watched today. Which is uh, <laughs> called Bananas Act 1 and 2. Yeah. And I remembered Tim Hawkins' Bananas and watching him do stand-up and be crazy. and um, So crazy. Yeah, very, very wacky and uh, wild. Um <laughs> And uh, and that changed your life. You know, it stuck with me. <laughs> I don't know if I have a positive experience. I'm not going to say it got me into comedy or anything. I see parallels between, you know, it's like Bruce Springsteen describing the opening snare shot of Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan was like, Someone kicking the door open to your mind wow. for the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's what you experience with Tim Hawkins when Tim did going his silly voices. Uh huh. Yeah, oh, I love the pterodactyl stuff. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, the thing I'll give Tim Hawkins is this: give it. He got me a little more interested in comedy, and then actually maybe led to an experience I had shortly after where my mom and I went to see Brian Regan, Brian mm-hmm. Regan, mm-hmm. another oh, yeah. clean comic. And he, I enjoyed and thought, uh, oh, okay, I'm seeing, you know, a couple of these <laughs> jokes. He's doing the setups and punchlines cleverly. He's subverting my expectations a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Hawkins is something else. <laughs> well, Tim Hawkins is like, you got to eat Gerber before you move on to like yeah. carrots and yeah. freaking solid food. Yeah. It, it felt a lot. I mean, we'll get into this, but it did feel like he was doing Brian Regan impressions in moments, you know what I mean? I don't know yeah. if you guys felt that too. So sure. I get a little bit of like, you know, Brian Regan's weird tethered, you know, is what you get with Tim Hawkins. Yeah, like. I got uh, the impression he was doing a lot of impressions. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not all. A little Jim Carrey. OG Tim Hawkins. No. <laughs> moments. We passed the smell test. Well, and there's certain bits if you watch, like I did a cursory, uh, not only watching this, but also like different videos he's put on. There's certain bits he would... Repeat again things like the mic cutting, like oh yeah, yeah like yeah. he does this bit where he he's pretending his mic is cutting out. Now when he does it, it's about what he thinks about the vaccine, which everyone goes nuts for. Oh. But back in the day, it was like for those watching on the live stream, you know, and he would like mimic about freezing on screen, controversial okay. yeah. or whatever. So and then just to give like a cursory overview of him, I mean, <laughs> and to put him in the lineage of. The Christian comedians we've covered on this show. Most recently, Mr. Mark Lowry. Mm. Uh, We've done Shonda Pierce. We did Jeanne Robertson. We've done, is it Jeannie? Jeannie? Oh, excuse me. Uh, And we've talked a little bit about Brad Stein, of course, touched upon, as he's touched upon so many, John Christ (laughs) as well. Oh, (laughs) oh, Unfortunately. Yeah. We've never, like, officially. No. 
covered John Christ. No. Do you want to? No. <laughs> <laughs> but those are those are like, you know. But we've talked about him and he's been enough of a background character. So anyway, there's this nightmare blunt rotation. We have like <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Shonda, Mark Lowry. Gene would be a good time. I actually, I Gene like Mark Lowry. Be. I was thinking a lot of Mark Lowry. That was the one we did most recently, right? Where yeah, you, like, we did that TV with, with uh, okay, Justin yes. McClory. Yeah. I, I was thinking of him a lot as I was watching Tim Hawkins and I was like, Mark made me laugh <laughs> ultimately. <laughs> and that's did. something I have to he hand did, him. didn't he? Um, that's something is he had like a little shape and dimension to the things that he's doing. So a lot of people would describe Tim Hawkins as not even necessarily like a Christian comedian, but more as a clean comedian with like a little Christianity in there. The other people that we're talking about, they're so, they're, there's been so much more like uh, evangel, like evangelism baked into the material yes. and content. At least in the stuff that we watched of this guy, it's it's a little bit like, oh, you know, at one point he says, my wife has cancer, but she's recovering, but say a prayer for her. And then maybe like a little bit about going to church, but it's not like Christians be like, like definitely the sort of, uh, the kind of wheelhouse that John Chris works in where it's like Christian women are fucking stupid or whatever his premise yeah, is. Annoying and stupid. Yeah. yeah. And, it, it feels like a context thing too. I couldn't tell where he was performing this, but if it was in either. a comedy club, like it makes more sense that he was maybe like toning it down. I mean, he knows his audience is probably all Christian, but I could totally see him if he was at a church conference or a venue like that, he would 100% do an altar call. Yeah. That feels like his vibe. I counted, I think, four... Uh, bits that referenced God. I believe in the first one, this um, special bananas split into two acts. Um, Banana split? Is that the joke? Uh, Oh my God. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) We're giving him too much credit. Uh, He only mentioned, yeah, he mentions going to church in the first one and then lays it on a little thicker in the second act, I noticed. Not, still not much, but a Mm -hmm. little bit in... He does ask the audience to pray for his wife. That I mean, seemed like a Christian tell mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was that like shocked me. Yeah. I don't know when that moment happened too because it wasn't the end of his set. It was just like kind of nested in the middle, and he was going from being very very silly to all of a sudden just like hard left turn, very hard left. Uh, you know, into something very sad, and mm-hmm. he was like genuinely asking for prayer from his audience members because his wife was currently battling cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she's good now. It seems like she's yeah, around yeah, yeah. and she's, she's fine. She's doing great, um, evidently. That was that was bizarre. So, uh, but also, I don't know what I would do. You know, if my spouse <laughs> was going through cancer, I would probably like, bring it up all the time as well. His most popular stuff, at least on his YouTube channel, is his song parodies, yes. which you didn't get that much of Just in this taste. special. But his song parodies that range from Cletus take the wheel real instead of Jesus take mm-hmm. the wheel, which is about his fishing buddy Cletus. <laughs> okay. Uh, things you don't say to your wife, which is um, a version of this song. We'll listen to real quick. This is things you don't say to your wife. He's dancing on stage. He's playing really fast. Hey, honey, have you gained some weight in your rear end? The dress you wear reminds me of my old girlfriend. And where'd you get those shoes? I think they're pretty lame. Would you stop talking cuz I'm trying to watch the game? If you're a man who wants to live a long and happy life, 
These are the things you don't say to your wife. Okay. Okay, now I'm getting the Christian comedian vibe. <laughs> so, yeah, the premise of that is um, don't be mean to your wife because if you're mean, because you really want to be mean to her, but if you are mean, she'll murder you. If you're mean, you're going to be in the dog ass. <laughs> if you hate your wife, don't hey, let we her all know. fucking hate her wives. That's what it feels like. God. So things like that. He's also, he's done a lot of song parodies. He has one called The Sound of Starbucks and Sound of Silence. Uh, he has I like that it's- 50 Ways to Please Your Mother <laughs> instead of 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover and a homeschool family instead of the Adams family. So What's the one he did in this special? Oh, uh, at the end, I actually don't even know if that's a song parody, is it? it or is it a just parody. a song? He, it was. He does... Well, let's let's Couple. let's just go to it then, because uh, instead of conjecturing, okay, let's see. A lot of songs are too long. I think I think some songs should be. Oh, one he verse. does summaries of different songs. Okay, so that I agree like, with. Kenny Rogers' song, "The Gambler." <laughs> this is Gordon Lightfoot, I think. The story lives on how the boat she went down, and the people all died. Bummer. Okay, so he does like little abbreviated oh, yeah. versions of existing one. songs. Not, yeah. a, not a full-blown thing, maybe. Some? And on his website, it has a gear section. You know how like some guitars are like, yeah, yeah I'm sponsored by Marshall uh-huh. Amplifiers. and they supp-. But he has like gear like, here's a breakdown of my guitar. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you can also get on his website piano lessons from his piano teacher. <laughs> that's all. That's actually cool. That. Yeah. For this guy who famously plays a guitar, you can get lessons from Listen, his piano teacher. As your star is rising, lift up other artists with you. That's the yes. lesson. Here's what Hawkins says in his bio Tim Hawkins has been establishing himself as one of the most in demand comedians in the world with 300 million video views online. Sure. Total? In <laughs> <laughs> over a hundred sold out concerts every year, his Jack Wagon crew has grown into a revolution of multi generational proportions. Wagon. I don't know if that's like, you know, <laughs> like the parrot heads, like for Jimmy Buffett, but mm, oh, yeah. Tim's gut busting comedy show entertains the entire family <laughs> while doubling down on the funny, a daunting task in an age where the obscene has become routine. That is so true. His act is one part gifted, two parts twisted. <laughs> The only certainty being his on-the-nose observations that expose the ridiculousness of daily life while marveling in its hilarity. The perils of marriage, homeschooling, and growing up in the Midwest may not exemplify the rock star life, but they make for really good punchlines. And while his stand-up is riotous, fans are, are more often amazed at his singing voice and guitar chops. Tim's hilarious music videos have brought him viral YouTube fame. Cursed phrase. With fan favorites including the Chick-fil-A song, Yoga Pants, Cletus Take the Real, and The Government Can. <laughs> it feels like I'm writing a fake description of a nightmare uh, comedian person. It's so fun. I mean, any comedian that has to talk about, like, my number one things you know me for are, like, I know. Jizzbots 2.0, you know, whatever. So the number, I and mean, it feels fair. like I'm reading a resume, though, of, like... <laughs> I worked on a social media campaign that engaged over, I made a hundred thousand impressions or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So, so Mm -hmm. that is how he describes himself. And I feel like as far as all these things that he's talking about goes, even as derivative as they are, he is a competent performer. I I think he's like, 
you know, fairly likable for his target demographic and like, okay, I want to take my kids to a clean comedy show where it's, it's basically a defanged Jim Gaffigan who is yes. already a little defanged himself. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just like, I like food. Like it's just food. I'm going to too many kids. I'm into fitness, fitness, pizza in my mouth. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, which really is a joke I heard uh, at a clean comedy show at the Irvine Spectrum <laughs> where right. my family went for my brother's birthday. My brother was turning 28, probably. <laughs> <laughs> milk, no cookies. Um, and it was advertised just as a clean comedy night. But when we got there, I realized this was a Christian comedy night. Yes. Like every single comic was a Christian. The crowd was Christian. There was like sermons going on at some point. People were there for it. They were so excited. So I feel like if you say clean comedy, the church people, they're coming for you. It's so funny to to think about, yeah, the different kind of tribes you can engender for whatever your audience is, especially in stand-up. And I was thinking about it in contrast or maybe in comparison to the Dave Chappelle stuff Mm -hmm. this week where Dave Chappelle put out his final stand-up special as part of his Netflix contract called The Closer. And it's extremely transphobic and homophobic. Did you watch it? I watched like 15 minutes of it. I was mm-hmm. like, I think I get it. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. kind of bored. But, I, and and now it's it's reaching this interesting fulcrum point where it's like, it is trans hate speech mm-hmm. in the special. And Netflix employees are calling it out as such. They're going to stage a walkout soon. Who knows the state of things when this comes out. But the amount of, uh, here here's a mind-blowing statistic or just like a little number thing. How much money do you think Netflix spent on this hour ten oh, God. special from Dave Chappelle, millions, The Closer? Probably. I mean, definitely millions. Uh, not under a million. T- ten million. Ten million. What do you say? Uh, God. Yeah, that feels right. Like ten, 10 million? million. Yeah. Okay. So The Closer cost Netflix twenty four point one million, which by comparison. Squid Game season one cost twenty one point four million. <laughs> Total. Oh, which is my like God. their biggest hit they've ever had. This international phenomenon, 10 episodes or however long it is. And 24 million to Dave Chappelle for this? Sure did. It's a guy on Holy stage. Holy crap. Isn't that wild? That's a quarter of a billion dollars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Am I right in that math? No, it's a quarter of a hundred million dollars. <laughs> quarter of a hundred million. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, that was not right. But still. By comparison. The point yes. stands. And, and it, it, if you watch the special, um, and the little I saw in then like little clips who were circulating on Twitter, there's such a, a righteous outrage that he has about the things he's talking about and the ways that queer people are are messing with his community, which is like super rich millionaires. But I think he equates to black people. He does this whole equation where it's like, there's no such thing as a queer black person ever, which is because he equates it all to whiteness in this really fucked up way. Anyway, all that to say, you can create the safe space that you want to have for your audience Mm. with whatever the, like with whatever materials you have in front of you. So for Chappelle, it's like, Okay, so we're all going to be pissed off about pronouns, or we're going to be pissed off about this, and we're going to like love Any change. These. Yeah. Yes. And and for Tim Hawkins thing, it's going to be a safe space in a different way where it's like, hey, it's clean. I'm not going to use any, you know, bad words or yes. talk about sex. I will uh, use racist accents mm-hmm. uh, and probably be 
pretty MAGA, if not at least like tiptoe around it. There's some like, uh, there's some soft homophobia going on. There's there some as soft well. homophobia in there as well. He does like down. a lispy voice to impersonate. Yeah, Rudy Some, Tootie, yes. fresh and fruity at <laughs> Which IHOP. always too, I I always like think of this tweet someone posted about like whenever you know straight men do like their gay voice or like their woman voice or whatever, it's just actually them like wanting to try on femininity for a second because it's fun <laughs> and like it feel it can be expressive of something. Uh, yeah. So I always like uh, it. I, it is offensive, but when I see that too, I'm like, good for Tim. You know, he's like getting that out. You know, he, well, he that feels that. That doesn't resonate. For he me. loves to dance. That said, come to my Merylween uh, Halloween party where we'll all dress I'll be as wearing Street. three different wigs in, for, for, throughout the night. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, his effeminate voice for himself ordering at IHOP and his voice <laughs> making fun of women generally are, interestingly, the same voice. The same voice. How is that? You know, there's like that voice and then like the idiot Texan. Yes. Who's like a true moron. Who I would guess he's not making fun of now. I'd be, yeah, I'd be surprised. I, know. I feel like that was, yeah, because at this point, it's like, what is your. He's a guy, I think he, he was born in and still resides in Missouri himself. Missouri. Okay. So he's not exactly a coastal elite, but as far as, yeah, there might be a little divide yeah. from the South. But any the comedian, Midwest. too, I think this is kind of interesting is like, even as he's playing to like the, we're not, you know, super highfalutin people or whatever but I as the comedian and still more educated than the community yes. I'm around and that's why they're hilarious to me is because mm-hmm. like I can see how dumb they are so it's like you are kind of elitist <laughs> like even despite <laughs> like positioning yourself as like the everyman yes. whatever guy you know just a family guy I had a crazy dad now I'm a crazy dad yeah. it, it was hard to lock into a specific perspective other than I like food and I don't like working out and I'm kind of annoyed by my kids <laughs> yeah and, and also I, I was looking for something me with too. a little more that you could put your hands on what it. if I was just silly I I uh my favorite part was anytime he would talk about his dad I was like his dad seems cool <laughs> I would hang out with his dad his dad was like just seemed to kind of live his life yeah it felt calculatingly sanitized to me. felt like someone, uh, when I picture, okay, what is Tim Hawkins type? I think I'm imagining the dad in a Super Bowl commercial. He's not a real person. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I'm sorry this is not accessible to you, Caroline, but um, <laughs> Ted Lasso is not a real person. <laughs> this guy who is from the Midwest and uh-huh. like not only very progressive, but he knows about like classic music and the most current yeah, rap and music Mary too. Kate and Ashley movies. <laughs> and, <laughs> and his favorite book is The Fountainhead. <laughs> right, but right, he right. says, but not for the reason that you think. <laughs> Which just as a character is oh. like, it's just some LA comedy writer jacking <laughs> sure. off and being like, what a conundrum of a human being this man. Yeah, is. Don't, but don't judge him. But he is a someone who inspires people who you watch the show. I, I think I, I watch the show and I think I would be inspired by this guy. I think I wa- I watched this guy coach soccer. I would be interested in soccer. I don't care about it at all. <laughs> Football. But uh I I don't get that vibe from Tim Hawkins. I don't want to just put him down, you know. Yeah. Uh, I that I wanted to actually go back to his showmanship. Um I went to uh, an open mic recently. I'm trying to get into stand up. It was an awful experience. I put a lot of work into my material and uh Got nothing, oh. which is which is fine. Keep trying. That's what it is. Well, yeah. here's the thing: seven 
out of the eight people who went up, um, almost all men, uh, <laughs> no one really got anything. There was more than eight. There was like 12 people. I think I blocked a lot of it. Um, That's a trauma response. <laughs> uh, only one person did well at all, and it was because he went up with high energy. And I thought, man, this guy – he has some stage presence to him. Mm -hmm. He's walking around. He's doing these crazy voices. Is stuff. the end of the story that the guy that went up at the open mic is Tim Hawkins? It was Tim Hawkins. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm a big fan of his uh, hard to milk rice joke, so I got to see that. <laughs> Hard to, yeah. We Twice in the that. same special. Yeah. I was shocked by that. And the visual. <laughs> yeah. So at, at one point in the special, for those that haven't watched it, I don't know if we're recommending that you do, but he does <laughs> dog on the idea of rice milk, uh, yes. which, you know, for whenever the special was put out, it does, you do feel a little bit of the sands of time just going back in the hourglass of like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Alternative it's milk not, jokes. Yeah, alt milk. <laughs> so it's just oat milk. It was soy for a little bit. It was mm -hmm. fucking almond probably for yeah. a teeny tiny moment. Rice milk. But now my my comedy theory now, I got this theory, you guys. <laughs> my comedy theory is that oat milk is the new kale as far as hack punchlines go. Oh, yeah. In sitcoms for stand-up, even as like a specific yeah, and improv. Because it seems like just new enough to be like, this is a joke no one's It's kind of bougie. It. Yeah. But but, and that's what kale easy. was in like 2013 or yes. 2014. Uh, yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah, kale salad over there. You know, like. Look at like an oat milk sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, do you remember kale sweatshirts and people would wear those? I do. Like I the do. college that's font. Right. Yeah. That was a moment. Weird. I want well, one of those for oat milk. Make one. Okay. <laughs> that would do well. <laughs> I'd probably sell a lot. That would do well. Um, uh, rice milk. Oh, that also reminded me, yeah, of him kind of being like this. Every man that isn't, because he does go to the health food store and it sounds like he eats very well mm -hmm, and whatever, mm -hmm. despite him like longing for White Castle or whatever. I'm like, you're kind of elite though, aren't you, sir? That's that's the tricky thing. It's you know? like the trick that the last president I'm pulled like, where it's like, that. I'm nothing like you. That said, guys like us, right? <laughs> Let's get a beer. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> guys like us, what do you mean? Oh, uh, my other favorite part, that this is just such a quick moment, but I thought it was so funny of like, him trying to, I think, sound relatable. He was like, do you guys remember in Halloween how all the rich kids had those plastic pumpkins? And me, my family, and I, you think he's going to say, like, they were poor. He's like, no, he says, we were middle class. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to use pillowcases for, our, like, our trick-or-treat candy. I that. that I'm like, so weird. that's not, <laughs> like, a bad, hard thing to be, you know? And also... What? Does he think that's the equivalent of walking to the school in the snow without shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it felt like, like it. Wait, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of like what he had to endure mm -hmm. and then calling himself middle class. I thought that was funny. Uh, sort of oat milk related. I was, <laughs> thank you. While I was surprised that this special wasn't as problematic as I expected, yeah. I was more surprised that it was. So outdated at the time. At the time, in yeah. two, uh, the special was released on DVD in two thousand five. I'm assuming it was shot oh, okay. around the same time. Mm -hmm. He references um, Beavis and Butthead's fire. Of yeah, lines. 
That, that, that was like his shorthand for like, you know, teenagers. <laughs> from 1993? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if, if we compared each special he's put out for the last mm, however many years. Yeah. How much of an evolution it would be, or even new material they'd be. Yes. Like, what if it's literally the same, like, how do you milk an oat? <laughs> it's like it's a tiny oat he's trying to milk. Did you guys see his TikTok videos? Uh, I saw the ones you sent me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I saw a few that he reposts on Instagram. I thought they were kind of funny. Uh, I think. And I was like, I was, I was surprised by that. And I was like, man, this guy is putting in the work still. Mm -hmm. You got to hand it to him. Good for him. Yeah. He's hustling. He would, you know, what's funny is I was watching an interview where it it was in March of last year, March of 2020. And he was talking about, I'm going to go on a break now. And it was like, I got to take some time off and really work on communication with my wife and all this stuff. I don't know where where his tour dates and whatnot stand if we were to look wow. on his He's still website. on the break is what you're saying? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't look like it. It looks like he's got some shows in November. He, he and places said he went I'm on sure a break required. to communicate with his wife. Yeah, yeah, he was like, well, just like a creative break. He's like, you got to dump the cup up to fill it up again you gotta dump the cup up yeah yeah you gotta dump the cup up I I said what I said wait March 20 this was post pandemic well I I bet that they recorded the interview or whatever it was before it was like full lockdown okay because they weren't like yeah in these crazy times we're going on a break right but anyway I I mean that's neither here nor there here's a little TikTok excerpt of one of his newer specials that as much perspective and kind of as generic as the stuff we watch felt, this felt a little more pointed and maybe gave us a sense of direction of where his mind's at these days. Here we go. My pastor kept talking about a church plant. He's all excited about our new church plant. And I didn't know that a church plant is when a big church starts a little church somewhere else. <laughs> I just thought he was talking about a plant. It's very confusing. He's like, we need to raise $100,000 for our new church plant. It's going somewhere you don't expect it to. Like, is everybody okay with that? $100,000 for a plant? Is Gavin Newsom buying this plant? Oh, nice. He's rich. California humor. I'm not Gavin is. I don't (laughs) remember getting applause like that. I'm sorry. I I don't recall getting applause like that. I (laughs) don't recall. Oh, no, Tim, please. (laughs) Please what? Please don't. I know. Dog whistle Republican (laughs) jokes. Here's what I found. I think I finally realized, but I haven't put a name to while in the course of doing this show is the sort of, I don't know if you felt it too, Nick, but it's something we've talked about, the sort of longing you had as a young evangelical Christian child that your favorite celebrities and the the people you'd see in movies and TV shows, well, maybe they are Christian. Maybe they yeah. will get to heaven. Now I experience the exact opposite of that with people we talk about on the show where I'm like, well, hopefully they're queer affirming and they think Black <laughs> Lives Matter. And I hope, like, all, this, all our like, Amy Grant wishful, like, hand wringing yeah. of like, I know they she did a fundraiser officially. for George W. Bush, but 
<laughs> I don't know. She said her and Vince don't talk about who they voted for now. So <laughs> maybe she's an ally. And it's like, oh, okay. What uh, if Vince is like the raging liberal of the couple? Can you imagine? <laughs> I've 100% had that. And um, I still, it's like a, a muscle memory response. If I look someone up on Wikipedia, I just scroll down to personal, personal life. life. Oh, what's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What does religion section say? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the only good part of Wikipedia. That's the best part. <laughs> personal just life. The, just the good part. Anything else we want to say about Tim Hawkins before we bid him a farewell um, to wherever he's going? <laughs> I feel like I, well, I was watching this alone, which was not the right way to watch a comedy special. It doesn't make it as funny. But there were parts that did make me really laugh out loud when he was doing the baby on the lawnmower. That made me laugh. That was good. I that was good, good space work. And then Again, I, he's competent. And he's I like, liked you know. when he <laughs> She's a corrupt casino for children. I thought that was great too. That's good. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, he's not untalented. It's just it's just like he leans a little bit on like easy stuff here and there. Yes. And his audience was so friendly to like they anything were. he did. Yeah. yeah. They were dying at like stuff. I was like, okay, come they on. They were like a GCF audience, just <laughs> hanging on his every word. Just Worship a bunch him. of schmucks, honestly. Wanted to kiss him all the time. <laughs> his uh his gollum yeah. impression oh, did gangbusters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which also back, dated, you know, at that time, right? Back then, that would have been like uh I don't know what the equivalent would be. Yeah, baby. Like what <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of like 90s. a similar Similarly outdated. Yeah. Like it's 2005. Yeah. That yeah, movie exactly. came out uh-huh. within the last 2003 three years. was the last one. Sure, so it, sure. close enough close there. Close enough, I, I suppose. So. And when he said, Jesus, take the wheel, like roars of laughter, like the yeah. fact that he referenced <laughs> that song. What? Well, that might have been topical, right? Was that close? That might, yeah. been, that might have come out it the felt- day he recorded <laughs> that special. <laughs> um, I was going to ask. Okay, so I have one uh bit I wanted to talk about when he talks about um a pig and a turkey shacking up. Okay, because the whole thing is turkey sausage, someone gets turkey sausage. Oh, turkey bacon. Turkey or, bacon. Or turkey bacon. Yeah, yeah, this is like the will like I'm so ignorant about this, but like uh-huh. I do shop at Sprouts. You yeah. know, but I'm like, okay. He's for sure getting so for you, bacon. Sprouts is bougie, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are wealthy if you go to Sprouts. <laughs> you can go uh-huh. to Sprouts. Yeah. yeah. But he says specifically, a pig and a turkey shacking up, that ain't Christian. Yeah, yeah it was that a made me laugh one too. Man, yeah. One woman, <laughs> yeah, sort of. I, I got but that almost way. like mocking the that idea of yeah animals. Fucking that was funny. Animals. And the audience again, they did seem welcoming to anything he said, but I, I sensed some confusion too. Like, what <laughs> like, is this guy talking about? Is he making fun of Christians? <laughs> uh, there was a little kid sitting next to a microphone in the second special laughing so hard Aww. at everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's probably that guy that that. thinking, oh, yeah. I'm glad he's Christian. Was it me? Was it you, Nick? Was it you? It was me. It was you. <laughs> I was just dying at his Krispy Kreme. They can't spell it right. Uh, <laughs> so what's interesting about this stand-up is he likes donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, airports, of course. Yeah, He did airline material. Airline oh. material. In the year of our Lord, which I guess you can still do. You can do material about anything if you make it funny. You yeah. can. Gotta have a clever take. And he had some, uh, I wanted to talk about the, uh, what's everybody's favorite joke. I have one um, just because I felt like this was his turn impression, <laughs> impersonating Anthony Jesselneck. Where he oh, says, yeah. Which one? <laughs> parents make excuses for their kids being a brat. They say he just needs a nappy. He just needs a slappy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know what, I was Nick? Shocked. Deadass. That was gonna be my favorite joke. That was your favorite. He needs a slappy. Is funny. Kevin, it's yeah. funny. I know it's a That's little sort of like Louis C.K. Well. I hate my kids, yeah. but like he uh-huh. needs a slappy. Is very good. <laughs> he needs a slappy. Slappy is funny. Did you say your favorite already? Yeah, I think my my children's casino. I think yeah. that was my favorite. Uh, that made me laugh. Competent, you know. All right, let's. <laughs> I mean, what, what can it's I gracious. say? Uh, let's give it a rating. Let's give it a roast or a toast. You know how this works, Nick. We're going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Holy toast is a thumbs up. That's when we send Tim Hawkins and all his freaking family to heaven. I'm including the family for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it reflects on them. Mm-hmm. Holy roast is a thumbs down. That's if, when we send them. I don't know if he has a fun song parody of that or Purgatory, which is. The space between. Neither thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> Caroline, we'll start with you. You know, clean comedy can be amazing, and I think it can really fill a gap for people that want that. But I just, I can't relate to people that want that because <laughs> wanting something to be like, quote unquote, inoffensive um, is just bizarre because if it's funny, like, it's it's human, you know, like it's something we're all feeling. And I feel like this kind of comedy is more offensive to me in that way. Like, oh, there's comedy that's annoying, that's offensive for offensive sake, you know, like edgelord, whatever. And then there's inoffensive for inoffensive sake, which is what this is like, where it's like so neutered and beyond like family friendly that it's not even very, it doesn't transgress anything, you know, except like slapping a kid. Like that's kind of bad hell yeah. yeah i mean yeah it's wrong <laughs> um and so i yeah i gotta send it to hell for me i, I was just like wow. it's a holy roast from on. caroline that's interesting because i think i think i enjoy clean comedy but not when it's the goal like yes that's yeah there's that's parts of more like clean yeah. like g whatever pixar movies or just like fun slap hilarious yeah. yeah and technically seinfeld is a clean comic do you wow. know what i mean yeah like <laughs> But he's doing bits about Pop-Tarts and shit. He's not like... <laughs> yeah. And then Gavin Newsom bought a plant or whatever. Yeah. Like, he, you know, there's a way to do it. Nice. There's a way to do it. Um, I like clean comedy, too. Uh, even a Jim Gaffigan is is mostly pretty clean. Um, he thinks I'm clean? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I want to be clean. Oh... What if that just throughout the whole podcast, <laughs> just internal Gaffigan Death, fucking fireman firing squad. So I, I think I'm inclined to agree with you because what, it does feel sanitized. It feels it it just feels clean and fake. And yeah. I didn't like the fake of it. I wrote down the the topics that he talks about most frequently: <laughs> family activities, sure. goofy dads. Mechanics, eating at restaurants, <laughs> playing sports. He does a big Red Rover thing. Um, hey, that was funny too. I like that. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like it's for kids, really, uh, or people who never quite grew up. I don't know. Um, it, playing on some kind of nostalgia that is it really there? Yeah. But at the same time, he has some showmanship to him. He. He wasn't as unfunny as he could have been, although I don't think True. I laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm conflicted, and although part of me really wants to send him to purgatory for this special, if that's what we're talking <laughs> about in isolation, um, 
hearing about his more recent stuff is going to push me into a uh, toast. Yeah, you can. Roast. A, a roast. Yeah, roast. Yeah, you <laughs> can. Nick, which one? All right. Well, for me, like, as we were discussing, it's no, it's well-trod territory. Airlines, family, goofy dad. And of course, he's probably right leaning. I listened to a little bit of his podcast, and it was him and his family complaining about paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and he has guests on, like, I don't even remember this woman's name, but it was a black woman whose Instagram handle is like, you know, Jessica on the right. And she's like, oh, black boy. people like, for Trump. Women for Trump. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh-huh. leadership. Uh, so, you know, no surprises there. And that's his <laughs> tribe and in, in his community. But I do ask you. What is interesting about this man? What is remarkable? And I believe that the answer is nothing. There's nothing here. Oh, There's almost yeah. less than nothing here. He is so brutally average. He is so just competent. Mm. He is just this puddle of a uh, listenable hack that offends no one, but never materializes to a dimension or edge enough that you could define what it is that he cares about. Or wants to do. And um, yeah, I mean, you can skate by with Chick-fil-A references and homeschoolers be like and, you know, do... Those Ed Hardy jeans. A little Ed Hardy jeans and a little maybe uh, slightly less evil, more palatable version of the John Chris thing. But <laughs> for this man and his comedy, I don't think he deserves a holy toast. I don't think he deserves a holy roast. And I don't think he deserves a space between. I am abstaining from, no. for the first time on the no GCF the podcast. I will not vote. Wow. Because he doesn't deserve my breath. Oh. He doesn't deserve. The, now, does he deserve this hour and a half long podcast? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but he doesn't deserve democracy. That's right. <laughs> so I'm. I just can't bring myself to vote for him as a bunch of. Kevin's just not political. I'm just not political. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, it's a holy roast. Obviously. So, unanimous holy roast. Goodbye, Tim. I hope you have the time of your wife in hell or whatever whatever, uh, parody you want to do. Go to Christian Fun Pod. Give it a roast or a toast yourself. Get out there and... Pokemon, go to the polls. Guess what? You crossed the economy. Pokemon go to the polls. By the way, happy anniversary to Bill and Hillary Clinton. They just celebrated an anniversary. Wow. Recently. Do you know what their anniversary day is? Uh, October 11th. Is your birthday? 1975. (laughs) October 11th, 1975, which is also the birthday of SNL. That's the premiere date of the first episode of SNL. It's a big day. Big day. Big day. Mark Driscoll's birthday. Michelle Trachtenberg's birthday. birthday. Um, the twins from Parent Trap's birthday. Twins from Holly and Annie. Uh, Nick, we're dimming the lights in here. We're lighting the candles and we're taking it to a more worshipful space. We're not here to plug ourselves or promote our projects. We're just here to lift them up to the Lord. And we'll start as per usual with Caroline Ely. Uh, you can make fun of your wife online with me. <laughs> Caroline Sparts. Tag Caroline in the comment <laughs> section of your wife's Instagram and she'll roast her ass. <laughs> Wives are ridiculous. Um, Wives, look out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm There's coming a for new wives. Sheriff in town. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew. She's got two little airsoft Number one guns. Wife. I'm a different kind of wife. Um, and I'm gonna lift up a song that's really good. It's a it's a nasty nasty song. Whoa. Um, but it doesn't sound like it <laughs> at first glance. But it's called Dive by Victoria Monet. Steve Great Chris artist. Chapman. Oh, okay. Uh, and she uh, she writes a lot of music for Ariana Grande as well. Fun fact. But yeah, Dive. Great song. Love it. Dive. So just Google Dive. It'll come up. Victoria Monet. Victoria Monet. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's just funny to think of. I Googled Dive and I couldn't find it. <laughs> I wanted I wanted. Monet spelled like Janelle Monet's yes. spell? Great. Like the artiste. All right. Listen, Nick, we turn to you now. Uh, I have a lift up uh, for the TV show The Other Two on HBO Max. Hell yes. Just recently wrapped up its uh, second season. I think this show is wonderful. It, uh, it's, you know, this is a hack to say, but it's bitingly satirical. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, can you say that? <laughs> uh, but it's super funny and clever and creative and inclusively written in a way that um, I felt called to. Sure. Well, I would, without being too negative, I would say the other two has what Ted Lasso wants. And I'll just leave it at that. Oh, snap. Yeah. Uh, and where can people lift you up in your podcast and follow you? You can lift me up at Nick underscore Costanza on Twitter. Um, I'm really making a push for followers this year. That's my, uh, mm-hmm. that's my, Halloween did you say present. making a bush for followers this year? <laughs> <laughs> bush senior. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, not going to do it. Wait, which one am I? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> His head explodes. <laughs> um, Y'all, let's get Nick some followers. Oh, Help please. him meet that goal. Let's triple that Do you have number, a goal baby. in your life? Do you know what that's like when you hit it? Give that to Nick. Yeah. Give him a follow. Come on. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I do feel uplifted. Um, <laughs> that'd be great. I do some goofs on there, but I also do some goofs on my podcast. It's called Reactivators, spelled R-E-A-C-T-I-V-A-D-E-R-S. Find out what it means to me. <laughs> Sorry, I like should have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> What's their podcast about? Uh, it's an improv and gaming podcast. Oh, wow. We don't like to use the word improv on yes. the show, but that's what it is. We <laughs> bring a guest on to talk about one of their favorite video games, and then we do improv comedy in the world of the game. Yes. Um, that portion of it is brief if you're not into improv comedy. <laughs> I, I can help you out with this because I know a lot of video game people because of this movie I've been working on. Um, oh my god! I, I can get you uh, his name. I just call him CP. I'll send him your way. He's really Famous funny. Gamer. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think he may have cameoed on a recent episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've just been doing like a little bit of casting on, but it's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, talk, to, I'll talk to Luigi for you. <laughs> He's cool. He 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 won't look up from his phone, but he'll, Luigi's you know. Luigi's in charge He'll engage, yeah. <laughs> Somehow Luigi is taking charge of the movie. <laughs> it's a whole power Luigi imbalance. the character? It's very upsetting. Wow. Um, but you can check us out on all your favorite podcasting platforms and, um, if you don't want to listen, you can still rate us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> oh, they're going to yeah. listen. Uh, but if you do like to listen and you want to hear more of it, you can also check out this Patreon I'm a part of called Super NPC Radio. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Super NPC Radio. It is a comedy gaming podcast collective. 
my show is one show on there, but we have uh, my friend Jeremy Schmidt's Video Games a Comedy Show, Connor McCabe's Call Me By Your Game, even July Diaz's Inside Video Games. And wow. they post multiple episodes weekly. It's well worth your financial investment if you're looking for more podcasts of that type. Hell yeah. yeah. Call Me By Your Game. Oh, to see without my eyes. That's Mario singing the Sufjan Stevens song from that movie. <laughs> That's not Mario's voice. He talks like this. Hi, I'm Mario. Hi, I'm Mario. <laughs> this is what I sound like now. I'm normal now or whatever that <laughs> onion headline was. <laughs> All right, thanks, Nick. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. Uh, I will lift up uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Perfect movie. Five stars. <laughs> Watched it last night. 10 out of 10. Oh, you did? No notes. Finally. <laughs> finally. Oh, my gosh. I finally watched it. Your obsession. It's everything I wanted it to be. Oh, I'm sad nope. it's over for you I now. know. I, I kind of am, too. <laughs> well, it's not over yet. I got a little letterbox to write. Uh-oh. <laughs> watch Look out. out. <laughs> this will be the thing that takes Ben Platt down. <laughs> <laughs> I found out a friend of mine. His mom is best friends with Ben Platt's mom. So I had a lot of All questions right. for him. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, get cozy with that mom. Woo. Listen. Listen. Uh, you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Go to patreon.com slash good Christian fun for more good Christian fun. And you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. And this month's charity is America Feeds. Are we still getting reviews huh? regularly? What? Are we, <laughs> are we still getting <laughs> What's re- that? Re- reviews? Uh, well, if we don't, Never we mind. just round up anyway. That's right. I'm just curious. They're still coming in. I just stopped reading them. Sometimes they were nice, but sometimes they were mean. Wait, were they mean? Why are you saying that with surprise? <laughs> I just I haven't looked at the we last couple. Them. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at them in a long time. That's what I'm saying. Other than like, there's nothing godly about these two <laughs> clowns or whatever. <laughs> One of them was really good. I don't know. A lot, yeah, a lot of it is like they said, you know, damn in the first minute. And I oh, thought this was a devotional. A lot of them are genuine <laughs> yeah. misunderstandings. Sure, sure, sure. So, I should yeah. say it's okay. Uh, pretty much a blanket disclaimer for me any nick costanza if you like anything i do tell me you liked it if you don't like it tell me you liked it hell yeah <laughs> in fact if you follow me on twitter and want to just leave a i liked, I it, liked it comment perfect yeah on yeah. whatever you post anything please yeah. give us feedback positive only uh nick thank you so much for joining us on the show fan friend you know what? I just realized I got the charity wrong. I said America Feeds. It's Feeding America. <laughs> said America Feeds? <laughs> you are having a oh, little no. bush moment over Emma, there. <laughs> Emma, help us. Emma. <laughs> Emma. Okay, I'm going to tell you it again. <laughs> we donated a dollar to charity. This month's charity is Feeding America. Nick, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us on the show. Today. Thank you, Nick. This was a pleasure. Thank you so much <gasps> for having me. What a fun time. And there's nothing left to say except for. Okay. Okay. I love, I love you. you. Amen. Amen. Okay. What should we go out on? Um, should, which one of his endlessly hilarious parody songs? Oh should we go yeah. Out on? We could do Cletus take the real. I do want to hear uh, yeah, Cletus like take the real. It. All right. Here we go. Cletus take the real. Cletus. The funny thing is, I don't even know Jesus take the wheel that well. Me neither. I mean, oh. I know, I know, like, I know the basics of it, but I can't tell how, like, accurate this is or not. This is really accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you. 
He is a good singer, by the way. He's talented. He's he's great so singer. competent. Like he doesn't. <laughs> competent suck. is your word of the night for him. But that's what I mean. It where it's like you did it. You did it. Yeah. yeah. Like you hit the mark. Yeah. You showed up. You're probably nice. Are you the greatest showman? He wish. Hey, I got something to say oh, about that. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> you're not. You <laughs> Jackman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's hear the chorus, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Okay, we're good. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that was a headgum podcast. <laughs>